All right, everybody, welcome back. <clears throat> I wanted to share that with you. I've been studying a little bit of John Miller uh, and his stuff. Uh, he wrote a book called the QBQ about 10 years ago. The QBQ <clears throat> stands for the question behind the question. And the reason I showed you this particular clip is because I thought Jacob's story was very demonstrative of the kind of person and the kind of chiropractor we should become, right? So, you know, this guy, Mr. Miller, was in this restaurant and he wanted, hey, and he wanted a Coca-Cola product and they didn't have it, but this guy was able to get it for him, right? Isn't that amazing customer service? Shouldn't people leave our office feeling that way, right? That to me is the ultimate thing. Like, you know, what we try to pride ourselves in is we're always trying to get reviews for our office and have people put five-star reviews on Google or Facebook or whatever. And that is a super important thing because people should not just come to your office and be satisfied, right? Because if all he, he went to this restaurant, right? And he said, I just want a salad and a roll and water. And if he, as he said, if I got the salad and the roll and the water, what would he have been? Satisfied. And would satisfied tell would he tell anybody about being satisfied, right? But now this guy is travels around the world and talks about his experience, right? And probably tells other people about that particular restaurant, about that hotel, right? That is world class thinking. Why aren't we doing that in our offices? Why aren't we doing that in chiropractic, right? That's my question. What is the the question behind the question? Is why is chiropractic so stuck? in back pain, neck pain, and all this kind of stuff. But we have so much more to offer. So much more to offer. Why are we so stuck there? Because all we're doing is creating satisfied. That's the problem. You want to know why we're seeing, when I graduated, we were seeing 10% of the population. And now, 30-something years later, we're seeing 10% of the population. You know why? Because we're creating satisfied customers. Because people go to McDonald's, they don't rave about McDonald's. If you go to McDonald's in Kansas, or Atlanta, or LA, or San Fran, or Boston, or, or anywhere else, you're gonna get a McDonald's hamburger, or maybe it's the new Big Mac, or the Little Mac, or the Grand Mac, or whatever, but it's still a Big Mac, right, essentially, right? And I was gonna be raving about it, like, holy camole, you gotta try the new Little Mac, because the Little Mac is as good as the Big Mac, except the Little, who cares? <laughs> right, who cares, right? It's, you go there, you get what you paid for, you're satisfied. Nobody talks about it. But you go to a place like this place, and so you say, I want a Diet Coke, and he says, no, we don't have any Diet Coke, but he somehow manages to get you one, you'll talk about it. What can you do in your offices? What can you do in your peak offices? What can you do in your clinical practice here to make that a wow experience, right? That's what that's called, is a wow experience. Why can't we create wow experiences, right? You want to create wow experiences? Don't just focus on the back pain and the neck pain. Don't focus on, well, I'll see when, you, when, you, when, you, when it hurts, come back. Do you think that that's what people want these days, right? When new, when new patients come into my office, you know what they, they're looking for? They're looking for, I don't want to be on these drugs. I don't want my kid on these drugs. That's what they're looking for. Anybody can offer something easy and quick and, and a quick fix kind of thing. But that's not what chiropractic really is all about. Chiropractic isn't about a quick fix, right? Life isn't really about a quick fix. We want to wow people. What are you going to do to wow people? What are you going to do to make what you do memorable, right? We set up our whole office to say, what can we do to make our office as wow as possible? Because I knew in my office in New Jersey, because I practiced there for 12 years, my office in New Jersey, we had a lot of bottlenecks. There was a whole big bunch of bottlenecks, and it was all because someone else designed the office, and I kind of came into a, a former doctor's, medical doctor's office space, 
because uh, I just wanted to rent anything for the cheapest amount of money I could. Yeah. So, so let me just talk to you about that. So, how many, how many, anybody graduating here this quarter? Excellent. Congratulations. Anybody else? No, just one person. Good job. Congratulations. <laughs> let me tell you the big myth that you don't have to follow. The big myth is you got to spend like 50 grand to open up your first office. That is a lie. That is a lie, lie, lie. You have, do not have to spend 50 grand. You spend the least amount possible. You don't have to have the Taj Mahal when you first open. You don't have to have everything brand new and brand new chairs and brand new paint and brand new everything. I had the most dilapidated, grossest office you could imagine. But they weren't coming because my office was so great looking or not. They were coming to get the chiropractic. Right? People will come to you in a hole in the wall in a basement. And, and you, I've seen some, some, my, some chiropractors in New York City in basement offices where it's dingy and dark, but the guy is, or the girl is rocketed because it's not the office that they're coming for. So don't listen to the people who say you have to spend all kinds of crazy amounts of money. I spent nothing on my first office because I had nothing. I came from nothing. I, came, I, I had $100,000 in debt, and I said, I'm not putting myself another $50,000 in debt to open up an office. I'm going to open up my office on a shoestring, and as I make money, I'll invest my money back into my office. right? But when, and, and it was an amazing success in New Jersey. But then when we came down here, we had to start all over, and it was a completely different story. So Lisa and I, on our drive down from from New Jersey to Atlanta, uh, it was April, of, I mean March of 2001. On that drive down, four or five day drive we took, we, we were showing the sites to Palmer, going to Washington DC and going to Yorktown and stuff. And as we were driving down, we were saying, okay, what was all the things that we didn't like in New Jersey and we're gonna change everything. So we changed our, hey, we changed our fee structure. Right, in New Jersey we had a pay per visit fee structure. We said, that's not gonna work. We want a monthly or quarterly fee structure. We said, we have a highly insurance-based practice. We don't want that. So we're going to make a highly cash-based practice. Now my, my, my office is 90% cash. And the 10% insurance is mostly PI cases. And it's mostly my patients who have big Parkinson's that are those PI cases. We said, we don't want to have closed rooms. I have these closed little rooms, these 8 by 10 rooms. I don't want that. We want an open adjusting area. Right? We said, uh, you know, I, I, it was always this disconnect between I'm all back in here and the CA is over there. If I had to get in, I have to get out of the room or pick up the phone and you know, do, do the other kind of thing. I, so what we said, we're gonna have the CA and me in the same area. So my CA is over there, I'm adjusting over here. So we, we like everything, we designed everything different. So when people walk into my office, the first thing they do, when they walk in the door, they go, whoa. Because they all say one thing, and what's that? I've never seen an office like this before. And that's exactly what I want, right? So that's what I want you guys to do, is think about what can you design in your minds right now, and do not wait until you graduate. And do not wait until you say, well, I'm, I'm gonna associate first. And then. So start it now. If you wanna create something, then start it now. Create the design of your dreams now, because it's gonna take you months just to get there, right? So don't think, well, I'm gonna wait for everything, wait for all my ducks to be in a row before I start designing something. No, you want your life to be the life you want, then design it now and then you walk to it. You don't wait for your life to happen. You make your life happen, right? And that's what this guy was talking about, is this one guy, Jacob, was making his life happen. Because even though he was saying, you could, you could just look at that and say, well, Jacob, he's just like a lowly waiter, right? But what did he do by making, was that the only probably act that he ever did that was something like that, completely selfless? Probably not, right? And does that get noticed? It sure does. 
And that's what makes the difference. You see that? That's what makes the difference. Is that you keep on putting these little things together and little things together and little wows and little wows and little wows and those build up to bigger wows and bigger wows and then you get noticed and that's when things start really rolling. And that's how you build a big practice. You build a big practice by becoming magnetic. You don't build a big practice by being boring and doing what everybody else is doing. You build a big practice by being magnetic and doing something nobody else is doing. Or if you're doing something that's very similar, you do it in a different way or a better way or a more interesting way or a more fun way or exciting way or interesting way. That's what's going to separate yourself. So how can you become a Jacob Miller to your patients right now in clinic? And don't say, well, I'm just in clinic. You know, clinic, doesn't, clinic isn't the time to do it. Yes, it is. You, you spend an hour with these people, right? Like, do something other than like talking about the Braves and the weather and the traffic and isn't going to be crazy when the Braves playing and the traffic's going to get worse. Like, who cares, right? That conversation is done. Of course, it's going to get bad with the Braves here. Yes. So what? Right. Next. Right. Grow up. Wherever you're going to go, there's going to be bad traffic. You know, unless you go into Montana, maybe there won't be any bad traffic. But yeah, Montana <laughs> or Idaho. Idaho. Not a whole lot of traffic there, probably. Uh, but it's coming. It's coming. Don't think you're escaping it. It's coming. All right. Um, so, but I, I want you to think about it. What can you do to make those wow experiences now in clinic? What can you do to make wow experiences in your peak office? And don't say, "Well, I'm in my peak office. I have no control." Yes, you do. Talk to your talk to your chiropractor. Maybe you've got some interesting ideas. Maybe you can like brainstorm and come up with something that you can do kind of test run in his office and then do it in your office when you go to your office. Right? Don't you guys think you're so shackled? Some of my times I talk to you like, "Well, I can't do anything. Because I'm just a student." I don't believe that. I do not believe that. Right? That is very small thinking. And that small thinking will be very hard to get rid of if you don't get rid of it now. Right? So take those stupid hats off that say I'm a small, itty bitty, little, minor, nothing student. You are going to be an amazing chiropractor. You just haven't graduated yet. Right? It's just something you have to walk to. You have to get there from point A to point B. Right? Do you think that Jacob was saying, well, I'm going to keep, keep buy this guy, uh, get this guy a Diet Coke so I can get promoted? Was that why he did that? Was that his thought? Probably not. Why did he do that? Because he liked being a nice person, right? And that's how you become successful. You're not doing it for the money. It's how I only do so I can get the biggest practice. Well, that's going to be a hard sell because people are going to notice that. You're doing it because you want to. You're doing it because you really enjoy like, helping people, making people smile. Because I bet you that smile was worth it, right? I bet you giving that... <laughs> giving this guy a Diet Coke is what he really wanted was really worth it. And that's what I want you to think about. Is what, what, can, what extra step can you go? What extra mile can you take to really make a difference? <clears throat>